to episode 8 of the Fairly Often Podcast. Today's episode is on love and belonging. So this is step 3 of self-actualization. This one fits smack dab in the middle of um, things like you are going without and things like you need to grow. So a lot of the time having a community, having friends... Um, having uh, specifically a romantic partner or um, some level of connectedness with uh, other human beings in an intimate way provide a lot of um, of the things that oftentimes you're you will you could be going without I'm sorry I was losing my words there so for example if you're in a relationship and you're in a monogamous relationship and you are at the point of physical intimacy in most cultures that is um after you're married um you now have a built-in permanent sexual partner uh when that person is consenting and um that because sex is a need Um, The intimacy part of it, the belonging to a person and having a place in the world, you also, coupled with um, having someone to share your life journey with and to go through the trials and tribulations of life with and grow with and all of those wonderful things, you also get the thing of like, I have a definite need as an adult, uh, a healthy men, uh, healthy mentally functioning adult so it fulfills that and um, a lot of time like having family having community having um, other people who have access to resources gives you access in some part to their resources as well um, a lot of the time when you are a contributing member of society a happy healthy functioning Um, human being and people generally prize their interactions with you they tend to make sure that you are well um, taken care of if you ever start to struggle with um, a need like if you start to go without food or housing or something your friends or your loved ones will more than likely be there to help you if Um, you start to struggle with that. And you know, when we first started this podcast and we did the very first episode, we were talking about how, um, there's like a native American tribe that doesn't have a word for poverty because in their community, being poor means to be without resources and being without resources means being without people. And they don't understand how you could be without people. And so one thing that, and in people, they mean like family members or a community or a tribe that you belong to. And um, when we think about poverty now, it's like to not have food, to not have a house, to not have financial resources, to go without clothing, you know, meeting your basic necessities. So I feel like they go hand in hand and um, on top of the giving you a network and um, exposing you to people with different skills and um, different expertise in the world and helping you grow in maybe business or finance or uh, help you grow in a, in a social way this like community and connectedness also helps you feel more secure in the needs portion of it of the like having to provide for your day-to-day sustenance and nurturing and caring for yourself so one thing that I see that people struggle with a lot me included honestly um is this like sense of belonging um before 
for a long time growing up, I was very um, awkward and introverted and afraid of myself. I didn't really understand who I was or how I fit in. Um, and I generally had a, a weird level of self-esteem where I felt like uh, I was inconveniencing to people around me. And it caused like a lot of behavioral things where like I was quiet and reserved and didn't really talk to a lot of people, didn't go out of my shell because I felt these things about me and then I made them true. Like people didn't know me, so of course they didn't want to be around me. And um, the, the space of positive thinking and having that awareness of knowing that you're the person that's hampering yourself the most is sometimes very hard and with self-awareness you get confidence in some of the traits about you that come really naturally so like I'm not so worried anymore about being introverted like that quality of being at peace being away from people that I know is natural and is I celebrate that about myself because I now learned like how to recharge and it's not something that I'm ashamed of but I also am able to recognize those pieces that are like a social necessity to operate in the world like when you go out in society you need to make people feel comfortable around you and to positively engage with them Um, So that their interactions with you make their day better than worse. Like, nobody likes someone who's not cordial. Um, No one likes someone who's, like, stressed out. So, like, for example, right? Say you're going to the airport. And you're a hyper ball of stress. And you're like, I have one hour exactly until my flight is taking off. And I have to make it through baggage checking my bag, I have to make it through airport security, I have to make it onto the train and get to my terminal and make it down this corridor and get on the plane and get on my seat. So in reality, person A and person B are the same exact person, or I mean, have the same exact objective, get to my flight in one hour. And I have to pass through all of these obstacles and deal with all of these people. Like directly interact with people. And I can choose to not have awareness of how I'm interacting. Not control how uh, my behavior looks or impacts people. Not have an awareness that I'm supposed to make people's day better or at least, at the very least, neutral when they interact with me, that I don't have the right to put obligation or anxieties and um, misbehaviors on people, or so I can choose to not do any of that, or I can choose to accept that I may be late for the flight and that is the worst thing that will happen, that I can ask to be put on another flight I can be kind to the people and hope that they will help me get through security faster I can just not take on the wear and tear on myself of feeling stressed out because I have to get there in one hour and you know the thing is someone as a person who flies all the time just literally one week ago from today no one week ago from tomorrow So six days ago, I was going through the Atlanta airport and there was a young lady in front of me who was through the roof with stress. Like, oh gosh, I could see and hear and feel all of her stress and then how she was treating the people that worked at TSA. And she was not listening to the TSA person um, because she was trying to rush to her flight and saying that her flight left in 30 minutes. I also had a flight that left in about 35 minutes and um, was not doing any of the things that she was doing. 
and she was ahead of me and put her bag through and it got to the other side and the TSA worker grabbed it and said, I have to run your bag through, bag back through again. And the TSA worker, I was still on the other side waiting for my bag to go through and the TSA worker said, you know, do you have uh, any large electronics in your bag? Can you double check? Do you have any water or food in your bags? Okay, let's double check. And as I'm double checking, I see a water in there and they're like, okay, can you throw it away? And um, they send my bags through and she's just rushing and being so unpolite to the people and my bags make it through to the other side and she misses her flight moral of the story they had to run her bag through she had a bunch of stuff in there that she hadn't taken out because she didn't listen and uh, was rushing and being rude to the people and the people had no incentive to help this person that they knew had anxiety her anxiety didn't make it like more like no one cared more everyone thought like if you have anxiety and you really needed help, you would be nice because then I would want to help you. Like I would have pity on you or I would at least see like that you're trying not to put your hardship of missing your flight on me. And that's how the workers treated her. And um, ever since like a couple of months ago when I was flying during the pandemic and things started to pick up again and my my timing was off. I couldn't get to the airport on at, on time and make it through security in a in a comfortable space. Like I was always just barely making it to flights or um you know like having to reschedule a flight to another day or something like that. And so I learned during that time like the the more opportunities that you exercise kindness to the people in the community around you, the more that you act like you need them. And not that they're obligated to help you. You'll receive help. Um, I learned that when you're trying to be a member of a society and, and feel included and work on your connections with people and work on your sense of belonging, you need to almost all the time suppress negativity going on with you. Like, you're your um romantic partner is one of the only people who's there to hear about your stresses of the day like your friendships if you continue to talk to your friends all the time about negative things and don't bring positivity to their light or aren't someone who makes the time that you spend with them good if you're never seeing light in a positive way with your friendships your friends will slowly but surely move towards something that is making them happy and that does see the world in a good way if they want to see the world in a good way. So you don't have like really a lot of space to talk to your friends about negativity. And a lot of the times when your friends really care about you, so say Jan and Sarah are best friends and Sarah's husband is cheating on her. And Sarah is about to lose her job and she tells Jan all of this stuff. Jan is going to be worried through the roof about her, especially if Sarah never plans on leaving her husband, just wants to tell Jan about this bad time. Now now Jan just has to know all the time that Sarah's husband is leaving, is cheating on her. It's like there's a fine line of confiding in people and treating the people who care about you with an empathetic spirit and seeing that if they love you that hardships for you are going to take a toll on them and that you want people in your life to care about you so you have to exercise that with a tremendous amount of caution you can't constantly be pulling on the strings of people who provide friendship with you because friendship doesn't necessarily negate or dictate any type of like financial benefit for them it doesn't necessarily dictate that like you're constantly complimenting them or that you have any type of like knowledge or insight to provide them like friendship just dictates that the time that you spend with each other is positive for the two the people in that friendship and it's like you don't really have space there 
you don't have space at your job to talk about negative things when you need to bring up negativity i know that probably was a lot right like great so i don't get to talk to anyone about having a hard time like what the heck that doesn't seem cool i want to talk about having a hard time i want to talk about how unhappy i am with life what why l how dare you tell me i can't talk about negativity with people um no there's a person for that and that's called a therapist that's called a counselor that's called a mental health provider and a person who's trained to take on communication from you and help you deal with that sometimes your friends might not give you good advice and you might be bringing things to them that they don't necessarily know how to deal with and that puts a lot of pain and strain on the relationship so it's not like oh you can never talk about negativity oh you can't bring up stuff you know nobody's saying that it's just saying like you need to you need to be careful with how you talk to them about those things sorry i lost my i should probably just pull this out so this can stay on i have a chart i want to talk to you guys about after i talk to you about this um so having friends and keeping friends and keeping a relationship where people care about you genuinely where um you're able to confide in them in a way that is making both of your days better like I always tell my friends, and I have a very real rule with my direct friends, don't bring up problems to me until you're ready to do something about them. I am a problem solver. So if you just want to talk about a negative experience or a hard time or something like that, that's what a therapist is for. Because a therapist is just there to listen to you. You pay them. And sometimes you can get it for free if you really have if you know how to use the system and if you guys don't know how to get free therapy or whatever just let me know and i'm definitely down to do a a video on therapy services in the community both government related therapy nonprofit therapy therapy through schools therapy through your work like all different types of places because a lot of these lessons in life towards self-actualization have therapy as a component of it like hey fix yourself fix things so that you can get happy fix address them bring awareness to them and talk about them and actually really wholeheartedly want to deal with this thing like when we're talking about a sense of belonging like a lot of it was talking about like understanding where your need for validation understand that you've been missing a sense of belonging for a long time because you don't feel worthy of that and if it's hard for you to feel worthy of belonging to a community or feeling valued or feeling like people understand you and you just really can't get a grasp on it there's therapy for that there's family therapy there's therapy for individual it's like Nobody is saying don't talk about negative things, but really pick and choose how you're how you're interacting with society so that are in general you can get good interactions throughout the day and people excited for your presence, happy about your life. Like in the gratitude journal today, one of the statements said, "I really hope that you at some point you can fall in love with being alive and i think there's a certain amount of romance in that right of like leaving the house and people knowing your name smiling at you because they have a fond memory of your interactions creating experiences in your society and your community that help you feel like you belong because more positivity in people's day comes with you being there you know and like you need to 
you need to be a place for your friends to talk to, but also not a also not a place of like holding secrets for people, enabling people, um, helping people to just complain and not take action for themselves. Like a lot of the time just talking about something helps people to feel better about it and it's like that can take a lot of pain and strain on you because if people talk to you about their negativity or like bad things going on with them and then they never go and do anything about it it's just like if you really care about them now you know all of that thing so that's why I encourage people to be mindful of how they interact day to day with other adults how they talk to the cashier, how they interact with their friends or the community at large so that they can see what is appropriate behavior on them. Like I went to the Trader Joe's one day, which is like a grocery store in California. And uh, the lady asked, did you find everything okay? And I said, yeah, I did, thank you. Um, How's your day going? And she said, I cannot wait to be off. I am so tired of being here. And I I thought, oh, wow, that's so um, inappropriate. Like, I didn't say it to her, but in my mind, I thought, wow, that's really inappropriate because as a customer of this store, um, I would hope you would be happy and fulfilled. And as a person in society who wants other people to reach self-actualization, who wants people to really be genuinely happy, um... Ah, now I have to understand that there's a person in my community who uses eight hours of their day that they definitely don't want to have uh, spent doing that thing. Now I know that they're not happy doing this. Like, I didn't need any of that. I just asked you how your day was. You could have kept that to yourself. But the person just chose no filter. It's not like they actively wanted to harm in any way or uh, were being malicious, it's that they just were being themselves without any cognitive insight into the way that you interact in home and around people who know you and are obligated to helping you with happiness because you're obligated to helping them with happiness is different than strangers. So, um... On top of, on top of, um, you know, friendships and your family and romantic relationships, which we're going to talk about along this journey too, to getting toward happiness. I really think that talking about a sense of love and belonging and a sense of like community really starts with the day-to-day interactions that we all Um, have to go through like the grocery store the gas station the doctor's office transportation anything that's like a requirement of day-to-day it's like I think that if we can hone in on those experiences because they're so minor and so basic that really the amount of positive inputs and the amount of smiles that you get and the amount of happinesses can overcome any of the hardships of actual belonging in a wholehearted community because those day-to-day pings of like a good interaction at the grocery store saying the cashier's name at the gas station and acknowledging that you hope that they have a good day being grateful that the people you know at the bus are on time and that there's a seat for you and like all these things like this practicing throughout the day of these small amounts of people being positive and happy that you're around when you have friends and family and people who rely on you and actual hardships and people asking you to change your behavior or talking to you about deficits that you have that are leading to them having um, unhappinesses in their life or things that you really need to grow and change on it's like at least you'll have the reinforcement that you're a good person At least you'll have the reinforcement that you're a good person. At least you'll have the reinforcement that 
generally like 90% of your time like your basic operating program is pretty good you know and it's like the people who interact with you intimately you can see like how they have deficits or you have deficits or how you guys might not be uh what is that word called Co- uh, compatible my brain was going like how you guys might not be compatible with each other because of like specific deficits that you have but honestly I think that I think that all of these small little things of holding yourself responsible going into public and being cordial and like an active member in society like having boundaries and not just um moving through life as is really really helps honestly so um i pulled this article i pulled a few articles but one of the things that i saw that was like eight ways to create a sense of belonging which were really interesting to me honestly because i mean i feel like i do these every day and that these are a healthy happy person so if i read these to you you would honestly, you would be like, okay, yeah, like, a healthy person should do those every day anyway. So let me pull them up for you. Okay. Super big on my face. So I thought that these were really um, interesting because it's like, if you're every single day like waking up and being a good person you would develop your sense of or develop your self-awareness we talk about that every day getting towards self-actualization that awareness 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 of the negative thoughts that you tell yourself and awareness of how when you say positive things what reaction in your body gets your awareness of your relationships your awareness of where you're struggling and how you should move forward to places of success like you're the only one who knows if you're a piece of shit you know what i mean like nobody else knows that no one else wakes up every day and knows if you're reaching your full potential you may just be an idiot like i mean the harsh reality of it is like some people who aren't succeeding can't succeed some people who aren't doing things with their life they're just are average or below average. Averages C's get degrees and some people are just average and don't want to achieve anything. Would love to just be complacent. Growth and uncomfortable things make them unhappy. They push away from anything that they need to like be uncomfortable with. And nobody knows. Nobody knows if you know that you're supposed to be doing more than you're doing. But you. You're the only one who can have that level of awareness. Because who are we to tell you if you should be doing something if you don't know that that's a thing to do? Or you can't do it. What if someone tells a person you should be an entrepreneur and go get a business, start a business. And this person wastes their life savings, their family's life savings. Um, doesn't know how to do anything with a business, fails miserably, goes into debt. Like, who's to tell you that you're supposed to do more? Like, maybe you don't post to write an ebook or make a course about something. Like, that you don't have that in you. Maybe too much other stuff is going on in life. But, like, you're the only one who's going to have that level of awareness. So, when I saw this list create a sense of belonging, it's like, good golly, we have have a, a breakthrough here. A thing that really talks about almost all the things on our list to self actualization. Have the courage to be vulnerable right there, second from the bottom. Grow. What did we just say? We do not know if you have the awareness that you need to grow. We do not know if you have the awareness that you can be fulfilling more. We do not know 
what your purpose in life is, what fulfills you the most. So you got to be vulnerable. You're the one who needs to know if something is uncomfortable and you're going to take the leap anyways. You're going to be the one who knows, like, I would like more sense of community. I don't really speak to people when I go out in public. It's uncomfortable for me, but I need to be vulnerable, so I'm going to talk to people because the worst thing that people can do is say no or be mean. And that's the worst of it, you know? Maintain an open and curious mind. That, oh, right there on the self-esteem, right there on the self-actualization. You said that if you're curious, if you practice curiosity, you said that if you practice being open to other people's ideas, open to not knowing everything, being open to doing new adventures, being open to not knowing that you could have a more sense of belonging what so with this maintain an open and curious mind i love to use this reference every time and i hope that this will help you look at yourself be like okay shit that does make a little bit of sense Look at yourself, look at the things that you say, assess the things that other people are saying, and here's here's what I always tell people. Have you ever met someone who says that they don't like pork? And when someone says they don't like pork, and you can put pork in quotations and use whatever you want. I don't like this. I don't like cabbage. I don't like shrimp i don't like whatever i often use pork because uh pork is a meat that is cooked differently all throughout the world um pork comes in many different types of preparation of meat you can get baked ham you can get fried bacon you can get pork belly you can get ribs you can get all type of different pork You can get it from all different parts of the world. Have you eaten pork in Japan? Have you eaten pork in India? Have you eaten pork in Brazil? Have you eaten baked pork? Have you eaten fried pork? Have you eaten barbecued pork? Have you eaten pork at 18 and at 28? Have you eaten pork with size or prepared differently or with a different open bite? And I often like to use have you tried it differently at different times right now in the current place to know for a fact that you still don't like pork are you constantly giving yourself the place the the space to say i may have grown i may like things i forever don't know because i haven't had any every experience forever i am not infinity And that is a beautiful place for me to be because I have every opportunity to always continue to grow. So when people say, I don't like this thing, I don't like tennis. Well, have you played tennis with people that you know? You know, a lot of people say, I don't like video games or I don't like this specific type of video game. And it's very different when you play that video game sitting next to somebody in the same room on two separate TVs it's a whole different experience so it's like do you give yourself the space to grow and do you give yourself the space to know that you don't know everything about yourself and I think that that maintain an open and curious mind if you constantly say okay I don't like that I have an awareness of that I'm gonna reassess that in a different place. Hey, I know I don't like pork in San Francisco, but I'm in Tokyo, so let me see if I like pork here. Keep trying to give yourself experiences in life because what is the point of avoiding growth and avoiding positivity 
for one small moment of uncomfortableness. Oh, okay, cool. I don't like pork. I still don't like pork. And you can tell yourself at the end of your life, I've been trying to like pork for 40 years and I really just think I don't like it because I keep trying and I'm not, I have not found pork that I like. You know, you can, you can continue to try things and opportunities that don't innately harm yourself to keep a curious mind. And that will give you more places and more spaces to find community to fit into. I don't like roller skating. Cuts off every people that roller skate, every group you can join, every experience that your friends and family invite you to, every amount of happiness of developing an expertise at something. Like, having a curious mind will continue to give you more experiences in life which will attract people to you who have similar experiences, who want to learn to have the sense of um, childlike freedom in their conditioned learning. Like, you condition yourself to say, I don't like this and that is forever. That's not really how things are as a child. As a child, you continuously want to see new experiences and new things and try things again. And even if you don't like banana you'll try banana again you know so it's like I feel like that one right there maintain an open curious mindset is positive for anything throughout your whole life honestly okay don't get caught up prioritizing other social distractions so I've been a fan of a podcast for some time now. Um, this podcast talks about how um, people try and make it bigger so that I can. I've been a fan of this podcast for a while now um, that talks about relationships. And I also was a guest on a YouTube show recently that talks about relationships and Um, In this podcast that I was on, they said that men should 100% prioritize themselves, their job, their goals in life, and not worry about relationships. And that you should... uh, They even said like up to a year. Like wait up to a year before getting serious with people. And I think that putting that on this list of don't get caught up prioritizing other social distractions is really important for the sense of love and sense of belonging and into a community because you are your relationships. You cannot be who you are by yourself. I often challenge people who say, I'm kind I'm generous, I'm patient. If you don't have somebody else around, if you're not that way to other people, then that's not who you are. You cannot be patient if you're not patient with other people. If you're just patient with yourself um, or just kind to yourself, I mean, that might be a little bit of gluttony, I'm sure, but you are not patient if in interactions with other people you do not treat them patiently and you do not have a sense of patience does that make sense like people have this really weird skewed idea that like because i i recently saw this girl who was like i'm really good in relationships and i'm ready for a relationship and i'm i've grown since my last relationship and the guy said, when was the last time, was you, when was your last relationship? And she said, two years ago. And he said, oh, you've grown since your last relationship? You've grown to be comfortable outside of a relationship. You're rusty on the relationship skills because you haven't been in one. So you haven't been dealing with other people. You haven't been exercising the skills of the person that you are with other people because you haven't been in a relationship. 
So you couldn't have gotten better at relationships. You got better at being by yourself. So when they say don't get caught up in prioritizing other social distractions, what I take from that is that you need to be who you are in relationships and in your community wholeheartedly invested in that so that you can see the response and reaction that you get from this right if you keep a relationship a a guy so for me right as a girl if i'm saying i'm gonna wait a year to give a guy these things that i think are important or that i exercise in a relationship And I'm going to wait a year to do these with them and then see how important they treat them. So if I waited a year, started dating someone, and then a year later was like, can you order my Ubers for me? It would take me a year of having spent time with this person to find out very quickly that they don't want to order my Ubers. They don't pay attention to where my Uber is. They don't care about my safety or don't want to share their location or any type of thing like that. If you're waiting a year to be who you are, then you're never going to get the response and stimulus of who you are. You're going to get the response and stimulus of the thing that you're doing. So if you don't want to introduce your partner to your family, if you're like, oh, I'm going to wait a year to introduce them to my family. And it's something that you wanted to do and you wanted to see the reaction of how your family likes them or your friends even maybe if you're if you want to introduce people to your friends see how your friends like them and you're like oh i'm just gonna wait a year because i always have to know someone a year before i do anything it's like that's so arbitrary and you're missing out the opportunity of being who you are by focusing on other social distractions getting caught up and I have a standard of what I'm supposed to be doing or I'm going to focus on my job and working out and not focus on who I'm who I am in a relationship and just wait wait it out to see see if they pass a test or see how they are with me after time or wait till I want to be who I really am with them it's like that's not going to get you very far you're going to be wasting a lot of time and you may uh get to a year and then start exercising who you are in someone's life and then realize that you just got played like they do not want that and um you were focused on your job before so stay focused on your job now you know what i mean you might be like okay well i was focused on my job for a year and now i want to be with this person at home every night i'm sorry there's a bug in here Um, I want to be at home every night with this person and now they don't want to do that because they're not used to that which is kind of crazy and funny because I have a friend who uh, married someone in the military and he was deployed all the time for their first four years of marriage he was deployed three times and their second four years of marriage because he re-enlisted their second four years of marriage he didn't leave at all and she was not used to him being home and their marriage slowly uh well rather uh they slowly figured out that they didn't know each other and their marriage quickly fell apart after that because they realized that they had been conditioned to behave in one way and he prioritized his job for so long that when he came home that his relationship was completely different and it was like Now he has no wife and no sense of belonging because he belongs to his workplace. And here's the thing. When I was reading these things about belonging, a sense of belonging, um, people need a sense of belonging all throughout their life, like from childhood till death, right? So like the trajectory of the age of your life, but also with needing it all throughout your life, you need it all throughout different parts of your current life that you're living right so if you have a job you need belonging there if you have a relationship or uh, a romantic interaction you need to have belonging there you can't just have a romantic interaction and this person just wants to have sex with you 
you're not going to have any sense of belonging and you're still going to look for that in a romantic space. If you have family, you need belonging there. If you have a community or sports or anything, you have a family there. I know, I know people who are constantly the butt of a joke with their friend group. And it's like they have a loving, supportive, uh, romantic relationship and they have a great uh, job and people respect them at their work. But they're like the butt of their friend group because they're so different from the community that they came around. And it's like it tries them to their soul. They feel like they don't belong. Like I went to college. So I'm from um, the Bay Area. I'm from Vallejo, California. And a lot of people that I grew up with either ended up incarcerated or dead or part of gang violence. And some of the people from our neighborhood went on to get degrees. And because we're from the Bay Area, a lot of them went to Bay Area schools like Cal State Berkeley or Stanford, which are really great schools in the rest of the country. And there is a separation between the people who grew up with each other in the friend group of like these people are part of gang violence and incarcerated and this person is an ivy league graduate um who works in downtown san francisco and although respected at their work you know an it professional and consultant with in the bay area with their friend group they're nerdy and they're that corporate dude who acts a certain way you know a couple hours a day and it's like they have a tremendous sense of loss of belonging and even though that they're appreciated their job and relationship and all those other things because their friends and their community don't respect them or have a sense of belonging for them they struggle with that and their self-esteem is hurt with that so although it's required is a necessity to feel belonging and all facets of your life and all throughout your life. So be mindful of like those times where you may be struggling from happiness, where you might not be 100% happy and seeing like, okay, well, I feel a sense of belonging and then just quickly crossing that off your list, but not really honing into like, okay, maybe I don't really feel belonging with my family because I'm in a new relationship and they really like my old relationship and now I'm having to grow into, you know, that sense of belonging with them again or whatever. Like, don't just cross over it so fast because belonging in a community and having a sense of love and belonging really impacts, like, a lot of your other levels to getting towards self-actualization. Like, your self-esteem for sure gonna be gonna be all off the hinges if you don't feel like a sense of belonging. Uh, you may be not going to be having your physiological need of sex being met if you don't have a sense of belonging. Like, if you're in a romantic relationship and you don't belong, you might not have physical relation anymore. Understand the true belonging, the... Understand the difference between true belonging and fitting in. Oh, we got there. That was rough. (laughs) Sorry, understand the difference between true belonging and fitting in. So that's something that, again, awareness is going to be the only thing that gets you to this level because nobody will know if they're peer pressuring you or societal pressuring you to be the person that they want you to be. Only you will know if the people around you don't make you feel good. Only you will know if you have not been assertive with the people in your life to interact with you in ways that make you feel like you're a valued member in their group. So yesterday, um, when I was doing the episode or when I was doing research for the episode on security and on control in our life. I came up on a thing that I thought would be good for today's episode more so than yesterday's episode because the sense of love and belonging a lot of the time the biggest hurdle that we have is the way that we talk the way that we believe 
and the way that our brain operates with um with information and instructions so the thing that i watched yesterday said our brain our behavior is like she, she, she was so cute she said i often go to airbnbs and sometimes i met with a strange washing machine and because these are different people's houses and all the washing machines are different i get there and I see the instruct I see there's no instructions for this washing machine and I can maybe get through one load haphazardly if even at all but really let's just have this thing here and there's no instructions for it and they said that's how your brain is your brain didn't really come with instructions so fortunately for us we have psychologists and people who think about those things and they said that your brain is really really powerful and only understands present tense and only understands very descriptive words that your brain needs specific situations and things that it can conceptualize and picture for it to be real for it to become real so if you say i'm gonna live a happy life i think what she said is happy 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 way every day or happy every day in every way and that's like a mental health statement or something happy in every way every day and she said that's really hard for the brain to understand happy in every way every day your brain can't conceptualize that like you're just gonna be happy forever no so she said the brain also doesn't understand no or don't you know have you ever told she said have you ever told a child to don't don't pick that up don't play with that and then it's like why why i'm always telling my child don't do this and they always do the opposite it's like your brain doesn't understand don't it doesn't understand no it doesn't understand next year i'm gonna have great friendships It doesn't understand that. Your brain only understands present day speaking. Your brain only understands positive positive sentences. And your brain only understands like very visual pictured things that have conceptual uh, parameters to it so that it's accomplishable. And I think that that's really important in this love and belonging. That people don't tell themselves like, well, I'll lose weight so that I can get in a relationship. I'll lose weight so I can get self-esteem so I can get in a relationship. Well, if I use this app next week, maybe I'll find people that are good to date. Or with a lot of growth, people in my community will, I'll fit in better. Like also fit in better. That's not a thing that you can't really conceptualize. Your brain needs really positive, really concrete and positive things. When I interact with people, I will make sure that I hold myself to a standard of cordiality in public. Like, that's very easy for your brain to understand. And... To tell yourself, I have value, I'm worthy of relationships, of giving and receiving love. I dedicate my time to people in a way that I hope makes them feel like they have a place on earth, that they have a home and space of comfort and place to be themselves. Like, saying things positively about yourself, current, present tense, is one of the best ways for you to structure your interactions, to structure the way in which you're going out and being treated and trying to treat other people, and really boost that self-esteem. So I think that, like, the lesson that I learned from your brain is really powerful is to tell yourself specific things 
when you become aware of what you're lacking, tell yourself specific things that you're going to do that make other people's day better with you in it. Because that's the only thing that you can control is your behavior and your intended goal. And those are the things that you can give yourself, like the check off box of it, like, you know. So on top of, and, and just to reiterate that that is, you know, understanding of belonging and fitting in is reinforced by telling yourself that you have value that you are a good person and that people do benefit from you being around and that will help you to have a sense of awareness if you're not fulfilled because you may not be um like your community may not be good for you you may be a minority or marginalized in your community or treated in negatively in some way. I could only imagine that it was tremendously hard for gay people in the in the 1940s in the deep south or for interracial marriages uh before like the 1920s. Like I could only imagine that you being you was probably met with a fervent amount of um hatred and uh like animosity. And so it's not always to say that your community is good for you, but that comes from a, a amount of self-awareness of like, I am putting my best foot forward every day and I make trying to make other people's days positive by me being in it and they are just not meeting that. I just do not fit in. Like, I am trying, like, I just do not belong. I'm trying to fit in as much as I can and I don't belong here. I'm not fitting in. Because I think that's the thing about fitting in is that we feel like we don't if you have to fit in then you don't right then you don't belong and you know that so i think that's really important and this identify who is most important to you i think that like cultivating your your relationships knowing whether your family is most important and those ideological values and expressing that to a romantic partner whether you need to tell your family that you and your romantic partner and the the nuclear family is going to be more important to you and um, growing in that way and really having integrity and expressing that to people helps you to belong stronger, right? Like if your romantic partner is the most important thing to you and you focus solely on that and you express to them like, my romantic relationships are the most important you'll also find people whose romantic relationship is important like the most important for them you'll find people who are compatible with you if you're focusing on those and investing in that like i always say the things that you focus on will grow (laughs) so i think that we touched on all eight of these excuse me So we touched on all eight of these and I think that was really, um, really important to go down through that list of like ways to work on belonging, not so much necessarily romantic relationships, but any sphere of like internet, in person, whatever you're doing, there's always a place for you to build more community, build more of people being excited for you to be around build more of that oh hey i'm so happy you're here like that's always positively reinforcing when people are happy to have you around when you don't take on obligations that you can't meet or have relationships with people that aren't fulfilling to you or you're stretching yourself too thin oh so reinforcing so much so much happiness comes from that And like I said, in those times of trials and tribulations, when you have a community, a lot of the needs that you have that are going unmet, like food, sleep, shelter, those can be provided by your community if you're a valuable member and people really care about your functioning. If your functioning leads to their happiness, then you're on the right path, you know? So this has been episode 8.
love and belonging. 